thousands of people without power tonight. The utilities trying to get that lights or those lights and AC back on for you. New information from another January 6th hearing, the seventh one. We expect one in prime time in about 10 days. Now 9 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. At its seventh public hearing, the January 6th House Committee tries to show that former President Trump incited the deadly riot at the Capitol. CBS's Allison Keyes. Representative Jamie Raskin told the chamber. Trump's purpose was to mobilize a crowd. Former Trump spokeswoman Katrina Pearson told the committee about concerns over those set to speak at his rally January 6th. He loved people who viciously defended him in public. A former member of the radical group, the Oath Keepers, told the committee that the Trump rally and march on the Capitol could have sparked a new civil war. Allison Keyes, CBS News, Washington. A portion of the video showing police in the hallway at Robb Elementary School responding to a shooting is made public days before the residents of Uvalde are to see it in its entirety. Warning the Austin's American statesman has released the edited version, which is disturbing, contains gunfire, although screams have been removed. CBS's Janet Chamlian says police entered the school three minutes after the gunman. The video released by the Austin American statesman then jumps to 19 minutes later. Now there's an even larger and more heavily armed police presence, but still... No entry to the classrooms where the gunman fired more than 100 rounds, killing 19 children and two teachers. A plan has been laid out by the White House COVID-19 team designed to fight new subvariants. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says it includes increasing access to boosters and testing. BA5 is predicted to represent 65% of circulating variants, and BA4 is predicted to represent 16%. During a White House meeting with Mexico's president, President Biden says his administration is investing millions of dollars to modernize the U.S.-Mexico border and touts anti-smuggling operations underway since April. For this effort, we've deployed 1,300 additional personnel, conducted 20,000 disruption operations, and we've made over 3,000 arrests all since April. A summertime tragedy has occurred yet again. CBS's Jim Crisula. A three-year-old boy died after being left inside a sweltering car outside a South Florida preschool. Police say both of the child's parents work at the Orthodox Jewish Center in suburban Miami. The child was in the car for some six hours. Investigators are determining whether criminal charges will be filed. The most expensive bottle of champagne has sold for two and a half million dollars. And the new owners, Italian brothers, who are entrepreneurs, say they're looking at it as a good investment. They don't plan to drink it. According to the Wall Street Journal, the value of the bottle is more about the digital tokens that came with it and the cartoon images that are printed on the outside. This is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. Good evening, I'm Jenny Glick. The top story we are following at this hour for the past three hours. The WTOP listening area has been walloped by strong storms. What's left for us to deal with tonight? People are getting tired. Let's get a live update from Storm Team 4 meteorologist Steve Prince of Valley.
We are almost out of the woods just uh, at this point. Hang in there, Jenny. We still have that lonesome severe thunderstorm warning that goes out until 9.15, so another 12 minutes or so. St. Mary's, Calvert, Prince George's, and Charles County. Worst of that storm right now is from Charlotte Hole, Mechanicsville, approaching Leonardtown, pushing south and east at about 40 to 45 miles an hour. So Hollywood, California, Green Acres, Great Mills, Lexington Park. Look out for some gusty winds to 60 miles an hour, some downpours, lots of lightning, and large hail, maybe quarter size in diameter. So that is the main game in town. Still some strong storms as you cross the river and you head towards, say, Colonial Beach and then get over towards uh, Spotsylvania, Bowling Green, for instance. But they're all pushing south and eastward out of the area. I'm still watching an area in Madison and Orange County of some strong storms right now near and south of Madison. So severe thunderstorm watch until 10 p.m., flood watch until 11 p.m., and a flood warning for Culpeper, Falkier, Madison, and Rappahannock counties until 11 p.m. tonight. If you hit any flooded roadways, turn around, don't drown. I will have your complete forecast that features less humid weather coming in the forecast tomorrow and a beautiful Thursday straight ahead on Weather on the 8th, Jenny. Thank you, Steve. At 904, the severe storms have left tens of thousands of people in the WTOP listening area without power. And Maryland Pepco has nearly 14,000 homes and businesses with no power in Montgomery County, around 32,000 more out of Prince George's County. BGE says another 12,000 of their customers are out in Prince George's. 38,000 homes and businesses in Baltimore are also out. In Carroll County, another 23,000 BGE customers in the dark. 3,000 more First Energy customers are out in that region as well. In Northern Virginia, Dominion Energy reports 8,000 homes and businesses with no power in Fairfax County. Between Loudoun, Stafford, Spotsylvania, and Fauquier counties, more than 9,000 additional people are out there. The storm is causing damage in parts of the region. That includes the northwest D.C. area. D.C. Fire and EMS spokesperson Vito Maggiolo says... Most of it seems to be concentrated in upper northwest. However, right now I'm in Trinidad where I have a um, tree down on a couple of vehicles in the Trinidad neighborhood. Uh, the uh, lightning strike was in Anacostia, but in terms of wires and trees down, uh, that activity seems to be in the upper northwest section of the city. And the National Weather Service telling our producers that they're getting a lot of calls about storm damage in the area of Olney. We'll continue to follow that. 906, a congressional committee investigating allegations of sexual harassment against the Washington commanders has made a new demand for testimony from team owner Dan Snyder late this month. WTOP's Dick Giuliano reports. In a letter to the lawyer representing the team owner, House Oversight Committee Chair Carolyn Maloney says she accepts the offer for Dan Snyder to testify remotely from Israel July 28th, where following a visit to France, he intends to take part in a family memorial service. At first, Democrat Maloney had asked Snyder to appear voluntarily. She's now demanding he testify under subpoena so his testimony will be full and complete. The committee's investigating the commander's workplace culture following accusations of pervasive sex harassment of women employees by team executives. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. A spokesperson for Snyder put out the following statement. Mr. Snyder's attorneys are reviewing the committee's letter to determine if their due process concerns, including the circumstances of Mr. Snyder's appearance, have been adequately addressed. Well, moving forward, it looks like you might not have to pay traffic fines to renew your license in the district. The Washington Post reporting lawmakers move forward with a plan today to end the practice of blocking license renewals for unpaid fines. Several D.C. council members voice concerns that leniency encourages unsafe driving practices like speeding, but others 
counter-argue the current practice perpetuates inequity. They argue blocking driver's licenses creates too much of an economic hardship for low-income residents who can't afford to pay off steep fines. Coming up after traffic and weather, a new study on summertime travel hassles. 907. RCN is becoming a sound broadband. We've been a part of your community for years, providing you with award-winning internet service and 24-7. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.